Blog Talk Radio. Again, Church in the Wild, presented to you or brought to you by the Wildest Flock Network. Shout out to all of the, the folks on the network. Uh, man, it's been a, uh, it's been a, about a week or so. Uh, we took a little Thanksgiving uh, week off. Uh, man, you have no idea how hard it is to to, to put this this little show together. Man, it, it takes. Uh, a lot of teamwork and cooperation, and I just really appreciate everybody for doing their things, man. I am not gonna be uh, too long with my, uh, you know, my what do you call this? I guess it's my introduction, but you know, whatever this is called before you start getting into your topic, I, I don't have a lot to say today. Um, to check us out, though, uh, we are doing a, a, a raffle. Uh, for a, a, a basket is it's pretty much uh, uh, like a I don't know it's, it's a nice basket right uh, it has about two hundred dollars worth of stuff in it from gift cards to lotions and and towels and everything it's dope check it out on a it's on a on all the on a, all all of the uh, socials right on the twitters and the uh, facebooks and the gram and things um, so if you uh you know you buy a, a, a entry for 10 bucks and um you know uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, pull the name out the hat and uh, send you the basket uh, and the basket like i said is worth a, a little more than 200 dollars this money every drop of it every dime is going to help families for christmas uh which is coming up right um we were able to do some really cool stuff for uh about five families for Thanksgiving. So that was really a blessing to be able to be a part of that and um, just see everybody come together and, uh, you know, chip in, you know, we, we don't got a whole lot of money around these parts, but, you know, everybody chipped in and we were able to to really touch some folks. So, you know, uh, y'all check that out. Uh, <clears throat> go see about it. And uh, yeah, man, let's, let's, let's jump into it. Um, I'm not going to make no excuses. I want to say all of this stuff about how I'm not feeling well and all of that, but I ain't going to make no excuses. We're going to just jump right in, man, because I think that, uh, I think this is a real one. I really do. I think this is a real one. So I'm going to be hitting you from uh, Luke 23. I'm out the, uh, the NIV, you know, that's the new international version. Not quite sure what that means. If it's significant enough for, uh, the Bible scholars out there, I personally like the NIV it reads, um, you know, pretty well to me. I like the way that uh, things flow. I also like the message translation. Um, if, if, and definitely if you uh, just getting fresh to the Bible, 
I would uh, definitely uh, recommend going to see about that message translation, man. It's really sim- super easy to read. Uh, hold on, let me let me take a let me take a sip of water, man. I know I'm not supposed to be sipping water, but I'm really uh, not feeling well, to be real with you. Okay, so we have Luke 23. Um, we're gonna start at verse one. Give you a second to catch up if that's what you want to do, but I'm going to read the verse in its entirety. So, you know, it's, it's totally up to you if you want to read along. I always suggest reading along. Um, you never know. I, I might skip a word or make a mistake. And sometimes that has a lot of bearing on what's being said. So um, definitely not anything that I'll intentionally do, but I think it's, it's good to uh, read along as well. All right, here we go. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off the pilot. And they began to accuse him, saying, we found, this, uh, we found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus, uh, are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, replied Jesus. Then Pilate, Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, I found, find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted. He stirs up the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he learned, uh, when he learned uh, that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him, he sent him to Herod who was in Jerusalem at the time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign or some sort of, uh, uh, perform a sign of, or so, ah, ah, tongue twisted, perform a sign of some sort. There, I got it out. Um, he plied him with many questions, but Jesus gave no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him, dressing him in elegant robes. They sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people and said to them, you brought me this man as one who was inciting the people to rebellion. I have examined him in your presence and found no basis for your charge against him. Uh, Neither has Herod, for he has sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But But the whole crowd shouted, away with this man, release Barabbas to us. Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. For the third time, he spoke to them, why, what crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will, I will have him punished and then release him. But with loud shouts, they insistently demanded that he be crucified, and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demands. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. Man, oh man. So, clearly, I don't want to say clearly, 
let's dig a little bit. Let's dig a little bit. You know, I get a and for y'all who who rock with me for a while, you know, I get a little excited. So I got to calm down. So we're gonna dig a little bit, okay? Let's 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 look at pilot. Let's look at pilot. Now, just hearing this this small story about pilot, two things that come up to mind in me for me. One, that pilot is a bit of a people pleaser. Two, he's cool. He wants to be cool. Or he is cool. One of the thing, one of the two. Either he wants to be cool or he is cool. Um before this happens, the Bible records that Pilate each year during a Passover will release a prisoner. That's important to know here because, again, I, I, I think Pilate is more of a, a people pleaser than a ruler. Um, I think that he doesn't rule with an iron fist. I think that he, he rules from a standpoint of, you know, I'm going to go along to get along and we should all be good. I'm going to adjust my mic a little bit. Um so that's where I think Pilate is coming from. I, I, I really believe that he don't he's he doesn't want any smoke. So when they're coming at Pilate, if you if you look at how they come at Pilate, first thing they do is they say, um, "Yeah, Pilate, this cat is causing us some trouble." Now let me let me paint the picture for you. You and I, most of us, we know this is Big King Jesus here. We know that. We understand that this is the Son of God. This is our Savior. That's real. We get that. But Pilate, you know, he's a Roman, right? It's not necessarily on that, that Jewish stuff. You know, he's not with the Torah. You know, they, they, they got Zeus and Apollos and things like that. So, so, so let, let, let's be clear in, in, in understanding that Pilate doesn't know the weight of Jesus. He doesn't know. What he does know is that this guy probably didn't do nothing, and y'all some haters talking about the the chief priests and in the crowd. Um, so so how they hit him, and I thought it was interesting, is they say you know he he he's 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 uh, disrespecting us, but he don't want to pay Caesar his money. <laughs> so I don't know if y'all caught that, but. You know, that was one of the things that they said that he don't want to pay Caesar his money. You know, he don't want to, you know, he don't think taxes is good, right? And, and of course, this this guy works for Caesar. Caesar's the king, you know, about that paper. And, you know, you got the pay to play. We live in the United States. You can't get away from taxes. You'll go to jail forever, you know? So that 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 that's a little jab at him. And I, and I feel like they jabbed him that way because they got it. They understood that this was a cool guy. This was a guy that wanted to be cool. He didn't want no beef. He didn't want no smoke. You know, so so they felt like if they could say the right thing, they can get him to go along. But that didn't work. That did not work, right? So we see that, uh, you know, he's he's trying to get away from this. So uh, he notices that uh, he's listening to him. He's like, yeah, is uh, this cat a Galilean or what? Because if so... He belonged to the Herod. Yeah, that's right. Sent him to Herod. Now, want you to want you to to, to divide with me here. So they sent him to Herod. Now Herod's in Jerusalem. He's 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 uh he's uh he's I'm sorry he's in Judea. He's uh checking his traps and whatnot. You know, seeing what's good. And um, you know, he's excited that Jesus is around. He's excited that he gets to meet Jesus because Herod 
you know, he's a little more uh, knowledgeable about Jesus. He's heard a few things, so he wants Jesus to, to show him a, a, a sign or something. He want to see what all these Jews is talking about. He's heard the name. He's heard, he probably heard about the 5,000 fed or whatever, you know, so he wants to, to, to see for himself. Uh, and, and, and so Jesus won't show him a sign. Jesus don't say anything. So Herod gets upset, you know, uh, they, they start to, to talk about him. They put a robe on him. You know, they, they do the things that bullies do. Right. And so they send him back to Pilate, you know, and the Bible says that, um, you know, at that time, Pilate and Herod were, you know, they was in it. They were enemies. And for some reason in this transaction, they became friends. Now, I had a couple of interesting conversations. I can honestly say I don't know. You know, I, I don't I don't really understand. I don't clearly see why they became friends. But the Bible does say that they became friends. So that's that. Now, when uh, Pilate gets Jesus back, you know, it's the same thing. He's talking to, he gets all the chief priests and all the, all the peoples together. And he's like, look, this guy does not deserve to die. Even Herod said so. That's why he sent them back to us. Pause. Now, I want you to understand something about Herod. Now, and, and this kind of, this definitely speaks to the character of Pilate. So look, Herod's the G here. Herod is a little, little more active than Pilate. Herod's something a little different. Now, if you notice, you know, the, the Bible says that they were vehemently, uh, vehemently, uh, I got to read it again, but they, they, uh, <laughs> they did, they did definitely uh, accuse Jesus to Herod, but they did nothing like they're doing the pilot to Herod, which suggests to me, to me, to Juan Eugene, that Herod might have been about that life and wasn't nobody trying to really get Herod upset and get everybody killed, you know, so they, they let, they truly left it alone with Herod. You know, the Bible does say they, they did accuse him, you know, it was, see, see, we told you he did that type of work, right? You know, they accused him, but they was not on Herod's top like they was on Pilate. Okay. That's just to be clear, you know, we're painting a picture here. So now Pilate's like, you know, Herod sent him back, you know, obviously a big Herod don't think he did nothing. He didn't do nothing. You know, this is what I'm going to do for y'all. Uh, I'm going a, to I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beat him. I'm going to punish him, rather. And then I'm going to let him go because this guy, is, you know, he didn't do nothing. So they get back on him again. And again, this kind of goes back and forth. Now, here's where it starts to get real interesting. This is when, when uh, Pilate begins to, to waver and, and, and eventually gives totally in. So they get to the point, they're going back and forth, and now uh, they say, okay, uh, crucify him, you know, and give us Barabbas, you know. Now, <laughs> now this is what's the funny part to me, but this makes all of the sense. Now, the, the Bible gives a little bit about Barabbas. Now, Barabbas... He's what is known in our time of day is he's a hitter. He's about that work. You know, Barabbas sounds like the guy you go get when it's time to go get a guy. You go get big Barabbas on him. So they like give us Barabbas, who is actually in jail for causing an insurrection and murder. Worse things uh, than Jesus 
has done, and 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 the pilot fully understands this. But remember what I said: pilot is a cool guy. He don't want no smoke. He been releasing prisoners uh, that that committed crimes on the Passover for a while. So this ain't this ain't new. But when they bring up Barabbas, and uh, you know, say give us him, oh, give us big Barabbas. That that makes me at least feel like something's up with Barabbas. There's been some sort of heat about Barabbas going down. Now, it don't say who Barabbas murdered, but generally when Barabbas murdered one of your friends, you don't be you don't petition for him to get out of jail. You know what I'm saying? You, you usually, you know, you want his head, but you're not asking for him to be free and celebrated. You know, so that that kind of leads me to believe Barabbas got at someone else, possibly one of them, you know. And and if we follow that train of thought, which is just my train of thought, you know, we don't, we don't got to get deep. If you want to get deep, we'll try to get deep, but we don't got to get deep. You know, that's just my train of thought, right? So Big Barabbas is definitely a hitter, okay? And Barabbas is down going, he's down for murder and insurrection, right? So he's caused some sort of riot and killed somebody. But they say, give us Barabbas, right? They say, give us this cat. Now, again, I don't feel like Barabbas killed one of them because generally if somebody killed one of your people, you're not looking for him to be freed. But nevertheless, um, Pilate gives in. He gives in and, and slides some Barabbas. Now, I'm reading between the lines like a mug at this point, but I feel like it, it, it was a move, a strategic move in Pilate's mind because some way, somehow, Barabbas was a thing. He was a thing. He did something, he was a thing, and he got caught, you know, in, in this insurrection, this rebellion that went on. And you got to remember that uh, 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 the Romans are occupying this territory at this point. So, you know, Cass is trying to overthrow him, and Cass is uh, rebelling, and Barabbas seems to be a part of that clique, a part of that club. So maybe l- releasing Barabbas gives him a little favor. Maybe it gets the heat off of him. So so he, he allows himself to be pressured into what essentially becomes killing God's son. Yeah, I paused. He, I'm going to say it again. He allows himself to be pe- pressured to kill God's son. Now, I don't know about y'all, but we have to then take a look at peer pressure. We have to, because if we can see that this man was pressured into killing God's son, and I and I, I'll give it to him. You know, I don't think that he knew the way to Jesus. I I truly don't. But do we know the way of the person that you know we attack in peer pressure? <laughs> do we know the way? Here it is. We can go back to being kids, and peer pressures. It's a broad stroke, right? It's a it's a, it's a broad stroke. So it can be something as simple as, you know, I dare you to go, you know, touch little mama on the butt. You know. Now that's juvenile, you know. That's a thing that happens in young men's lives. You know, we get those type of dares, kiss her and run and all of that. Innocent enough, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, but I'm gonna call it innocent, you know. Um, so that's 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 a form. But then we go all the way to, you know, here's the pistol. I want you to pop at him, you know, and, and, and that's drastic, but this is the same thing. 
It's the same thing, and it all boils down to a simple thing, wanting to be cool, wanting to be cool. Now, I I know on the onset, you know, it it feels like, hey, what's wrong with being cool? What's wrong with uh, wanting to be cool? I, uh, you know, what's the problem? People like cool people. People are cool. You know, what's wrong with it? Well, let me tell you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you all the way. So what happens when you're cool? That means you're fluid, right? You get along with everybody. You don't want no smoke with anybody. And, you know, so essentially you don't stand for anything. And you know the old adage, if you don't stand for anything, you fall. if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. And that's exactly what happens. We can apply this thinking to anything. We can, we can, you, you know, I know we grown, we, we beyond here's a gun and go shoot or touch little mama on her butt and all that. We beyond that. And I get it. Um, but we can apply that to some, some real things, you know, to, 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 to life, you know? So I, I know that, you know, we big time now we corporate America, you know, we, we got our, our tie on, we in the building in our blue uh, slacks and brown uh, 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 loafs on and whatnot. You, you got your black dress and your hair together. We in that thing. You're finally making your hundred grand, you know, you're finally making it. You can't wait to get three checks. The first two going to get you out the hole. The next one going to get you a whip. I know how it feels. You know, now you in this thing, you big boardroom, you know, you, you respect that your name uh, comes with a little tremble behind it. When you coming in the building, you know, you, you really something. Now what happens when uh big Andre, your boss, you know, uh, mentions to you and another uh, and a group of people that you know Susan is an idiot what do you do then now everybody else either smiles or laughs or agrees now you here it's on you we looking at you what you gonna do now now you cool you cool and you want to be cool so you do what cool people do now you may not fully engage but you smirk you know you turn your head to the left and and somehow some way you give enough I agree with this to be cool. Isn't that how it happens? Now, now correct me if I'm wrong. You can't correct me because I got the mic and you, 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 you know, you can't even talk back to me, but I think that's how it works. I've seen it work that way at least, but, but being cool is, is not, uh, it's not, not something that I think we all think about. I don't think we think about it like, uh, you know, I want to be cool. So I'm going to be the, this way. I think, you know, it, it, instead of saying, I want to be cool. I just don't want any problems. And that seems reasonable. I don't want any problems. Seems very reasonable, right? But again, going back to the problem with that way of thinking is then you got to you gotta be cool enough to be on all sides. You got to be cool enough to be with all of it. If you don't want no problems, if you're not going to make no, no stand, then you got to be involved in it all to some degree. Now, does that make you a bad guy? You know, I get it. You know, Polly was in a rough spot. You know, he don't know the way to Jesus. You know, these cats obviously just reared up, you know, because he just caught a guy, you know, uh, within the last year, right, that then murdered and caused the insurrection. So these cats have, have just put in some work. You know, it's something in the air. You know, he, he don't know the way to Jesus, but, you know, he knows that, that he ain't necessarily done what they saying he done. But it comes a point where being cool takes over. Being fluid, wanting no smoke, uh, gives the final answer, right? 
Because once they mention Barabbas, and I'm going to go back to it again because I think that's key. Y'all got to know once, once they mention Barabbas, you know, things change a little bit. You know, so, so we've all been there. Um, uh, Terry's coming down from corporate. Cats is shaving and cleaning off their desk and pretending to do more work than they ever did in their life because Terry's coming down from corporate. Y'all know how it go. We get a little different. We're trying to be cool. Nobody's trying to make no stands. Nobody is saying, you know, so what, Terry's coming down? Nobody's saying that. And if you are saying that, you're saying it until Terry come by your office and you in there looking like you've been working hard all day and ready to work hard for the rest of the evening. Of course you do because you want to be cool. You want to be cool. You, you, you know, it, it, it's, it's unfathomable that you tired, that you, you worked hard all day and Terry came at the end of the day and you, you're ready to go. That's ridiculous. You bet not be ready to go. And how dare you stand up and say, you know, hey, Terry, sorry I missed you, man. Uh, you know, I got to get up out of here, though. I'm tired. You know, come on. You never say nothing like that because you're cool. You don't want no problems. We don't want no smoke. We don't want to stand for anything. Right. And, 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 and so so what that can lead to, and I know you're not going to like this, but you can be so cool that you kill God's son. That's how cool you can be. You can be so cool and willing to follow the, the flow of the peer pressure that you kill God's actual son. I get it. He don't know the way. He don't know the way. Let's not even talk about killing God, son, because Jesus is already died. He's not going to die again. So, so let's talk about you being so cool, you know, so fluid, not standing for anything, and you kill my son. You know, that's how cool you are. So cool that, that you ridicule my daughter and, and, and give her a comp, uh, complex. That's what cool is. That's what fluid is. That's what not making a decision, not making a stance. That's what being afraid of being who you are does to you. It puts you in these awkward positions where you make these wild decisions. You find yourself in these, these crazy positions because you want to be cool. You want to get along. I don't know how many of you are willing to admit how much time wasted on being cool. How much, how much of you you've lost trying to get along? But I, I just want you to think about it, you know, think about it. I'm not mailing this in. I've really, I've really dug deep into myself with this cool thing. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't cool at all. But I wanted to be cool like every other kid. Now, for me, the cool guys were the gang members. You know, those were the cool guys. For whatever reason, be it Snoop Dogg or just the time of life, the gangbangers, the gangsters, they was the cool guys. And I wanted to be cool. So I, I gravitated to those cool guys. But I knew I wasn't like them. I knew I, I wasn't ready to kill anybody. I knew that I didn't want to sell, you know, wasn't ready to sell a bunch of drugs or do any of the gang things that they did. But I knew that I wanted to be cool. So I gravitated, and just like any time, the story's the same. Somebody noticed that you ain't really this, right? So they, you get a little test. Now, you may get gassed up to fight somebody or to steal something or whatever the case is, um, but you get into those situations, and you got to make a decision. Now, for me, thank God, uh, when those situations came, 
you know, I had enough. <laughs> I ain't gonna even lie, man. I did all of it, and that—that's the, you know, I want to—I want to give it to you like I, I really steer clear. I steer clear of a few things, but I, I involved myself, man, and I got—I got into it pretty deep because I, I didn't know how to just be me. I didn't know how to just be okay with not doing some of those things. Uh, now I won't uh, put the extra on it. You know, I definitely wasn't, you know, gunplay out there, but I did some things, you know, and all in the name of wanting to be a part of that group, you know, and, and it seemed so innocent at the time, you know, we all having fun, uh, you know, why not fire on somebody uh, you know, it's funny. It's all of us. It's fun. You know, why not run out the store with some alcohol? You know, it just kind of happens. And, you know, you inside yourself and you seeing yourself and knowing this ain't quite you, but you caught up in being cool and a part of the cool clique and the cool club. And, and in that situation, what you realize is that, you know, the longer you live, the, the, the more you understand that that club ain't about nothing, of course. You know, everybody die, go to jail, or be super broke doing the same things. And so you, you get it eventually. But that, that mind state of wanting to, 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 to fit in wanting to be a part of something so bad that you're not willing to, to, to have your own morals. You're not willing to, to, to walk, uh, so to speak, to the beat of your own drum. It's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous, man. Be, be, and, here's, here, and, and just to take the focus off, you know, all of the, the kind of penny any things that we do, here, here, here's what, what really becomes dangerous. When, when you don't check that mind state and you grow up, and now, you know, you hear God calling you to a thing, you know, uh, and, and, and what he's calling you to, it, it may not be, you know, exactly like what they're doing over there or what they're doing over there, but he's calling you nonetheless. And, 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 and now here you are, you know, afraid to stand on the corner with a wave cap with a Jesus die for gangsters to sign. You don't, you, you don't think that's, uh, uh, you don't think that's it. You don't, you don't think that that's proper etiquette. You're afraid to, to use your broken uh, vocabulary to speak God's word because, you know, you don't think that's it. That's not how they sound. They sound. Um, my bro makes a comment from Tana Tana. He don't know all the Isaiah 33s and 68s and, and, and that, 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 that's something for him, you know, and, and, but that's a real thing, you know, be, being, being too cool, you know, and not, not, not taking the stance you don't take a stance. You, 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 you stay in that bubble. And then, then when it comes to doing some, some, some real work, right, you stuck and you afraid because the challenge is not what the, what the status quo is doing. It's not what everybody's doing. So, so, so now here you are not have not dealt with uh, your, your issues with yourself. Right. And now you're trying to do this big thing or small thing and you're scared. Because it, it comes back to you just being you. Look, I know that it, it's, a, it's a wild stretch, right, that I'm making here. But I think if you, you dig in and understand, when we're reading the Bible, we're reading about people. That's it, people. And the things that people do. And those correlations that we make here in, on Church in the Wild, they real correlations. Because we real, we real and we live a real life. If you want 
to move forward, move forward. If you want to dare to be different, be different. If God has given you something to express, some way to do ministry, it doesn't matter if it's not the the normal way. If you talk funny, look, look, here, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you this, and I'm going to mess his name up because I don't remember it right now. Uh, Dang it. I'm a, my bro is here. He's going to remember the name. I'm, I'm going to bring him off just for the name. Uh, the cat that uh, directed uh, that directed uh, Black Panther. Let me let me bring him in because I, I can't remember his name. You there? Oh, man, I'm, I'm missing it, bro. Um, Brian? No. We got to look it up. Let me look it up. Because we had a, a conversation at length about him because he was from uh, the Bay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brian something. I'm not sure. Oh, Black Panther. Uh, it's coming. My phone slow. Ryan Coogler. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Ryan Coogler. All right, all right. Yeah, that's it. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep you no, on. Look, look. So Ryan Coogler, uh, you know, he directed this this big millions and millions of dollar movie that did well. It was all African and all kind of stuff. People was wearing all kind of stuff to the movies. Um. So so then you know when you do a big movie like that, you start to get the interviews, right? They put you on you you all over YouTube. Everybody wants to interview you. And so it was for me, and you, 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 I don't know how you felt about it, bro, but uh, I was shocked at the way Ryan Coogler talked. I was mind blown. Like, I'm like, uh, wow, that's cool that you're all, all the way you. I've never seen any black man in that sort of space be so comfortable with being himself. Um I don't know if he's still there. He's still on? All right, maybe he's off. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, I was like you, like amazed that he was talking, I don't know, with some, with street vernacular and slang words here and there, like he might have said for show or something like that on like a, a big time interview, like on like, you know, a nationally, you know, something national, where it's not right. like some, YouTube thing, so yeah, I was, I was shocked. Yeah, man, and 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 so, I mean, for for me, as as a, a black guy, growing up in America, of course, you know, that, that it may not seem shocking to to other people out there, but it was shocking to us, you know, it was shocking to us, mm-hmm. and and it was almost like a a moment of, uh, that's right, you do that. You know, and it, and it seems juvenile, right? But it was a moment of, yeah, go ahead and talk exactly like that. You know, show them what it is that just because you talk like that doesn't mean, you know, you're ignorant or uh, incapable. You know, here you are, you didn't wrote and direct uh, this this big time movie that made all of the money. And yeah, be you. And 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 it was like a moment of pride there for for me to some degree. So so I'm getting off the subject, but I'm on the subject, right? Because the the, the thing is, man, you gotta you gotta be you. You gotta do it how you gonna do it, and you gotta be okay with 
the fact that people may not like that. They may not uh, think that that's correct. But you got to follow your heart. You got to do what God has for you. Because if you don't, you're going to get stuck in this box, you know, and you're going to be fluid. And you're just going to be moving along and getting along to get along and Mr. No Smoke Guy. And then, you know, you might accidentally kill Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you want me to say, but that's kind of where that road could lead to. We've seen it happen, you know, and and I I know we, we can't kill Jesus again. But, you know, there's some terribleness that can happen with that because, you know, you afraid to be who you are. It's not always pretty. It's not always sweet. You know, we don't always have the, the energy. But I think there's something special about sticking to it, man, about pushing through and making your stance, making your point. I mentioned earlier about the guy, you know, being the guy on the corner uh, with the wave cap, with the Jesus die for gangsters two sign. That's an actual guy. It's an actual person, you know, and he he may still be over there on Crenshaw somewhere with that sign. And I'm gonna tell you, man, like you got cats out there, got a lot of cats on Crenshaw, and you got some out there with the bullhorn, you know, preaching the word in Spanish and English. Then you got the Israel outs. You know, they all in uniform. You got the you got the, the Muslims out and they doing a Muslim thing. And then you got this older black man with a wave cap with a sign written in blue and red marker saying Jesus died for gangsters, too. If you don't understand how powerful that is, then, then you got to you, you got you to fall back and just listen to you get you some understanding, man. That's huge. That's what he does, you know, and 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 and, 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 and I, I was able to witness it. And it was inspiring because I understood, you know, I understood that some cat was going to drive by, you know, and, and even if they didn't jump out and clap and, you know, he was going to see that and it was going to resonate, you know, somebody mama was going to see that and, and see what God's message is and it was going to resonate about their baby. You know, that's how real it is to be you. That's how real it is to, to, to not be fluid, but to take a stand. You know, I don't got much, y'all. I ain't going to lie to you. I don't have much at all, but what I do have, I'm going to give it to you freely. This is your boy, Juan Eugene, man. And I just really, you know, really want y'all to to stay up and, you know, man, be good. Be good. It's not all about the thrills all the time. Sometimes it's about just doing the work and being consistent and and being true to who you are. You know, I got got a big time prayer for you. Don't worry. You know, I'm going to give you that. But, but, but really, you know, you got to dig deep sometime and decide to be the, the person that God has made you, you know, and that, that's not the easiest thing in the world. And it doesn't, it doesn't just cause you decided today doesn't mean, you know, tomorrow you're going to feel the same. This is a commitment. All right. So father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you Lord for allowing us to be here to, to come through the trials and to overcome whatever we all overcame today. You know, um, we thank you for, for leading us, um, in a way that we can understand. We thank you for your patience, your mercy and grace. We thank you for second chances, God. We, we ask for forgiveness for, for being uh, uh, not stand up, you know, for, for being too fluid, for being too cool and, uh, you know, causing harm to others, Father God, or participating in, in the destruction of others, Father God. We, we thank you for, for, for checking us and forgiving us for those types of things. Lord, we ask as we move forward that we can be uh, more aware of ourselves, you know, and, and, and the things that we do to one another, 
Help us to see each other how you see us, Father God. Help us to have a heart for one another like you have a heart for us. Uh, Lord, help us to, to, to go against the mold. You know, you know, don't join the mean growth club. Be nice to the funny looking lady that worked there. Be cool with the guy that smelled bad. You know, help us to be those kind of people. Help us to overcome the social woes that seem to dominate our lives, Father God. And for this, we'll, you know, be careful to give you the, the praise and the, the honor, the glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, look, so like uh, you, uh, you know, you hear us talking this Jesus stuff. Um, you know, we're not super professional, but like that sign said, you know, Jesus died for gangsters, too. And Jesus died for us, too. You know, Jesus died for all of us, no matter what situation you're in or you're coming out of or you, you know, whatever the case is, you got that seat at the table. It's, it's up to you. You know, it, it, it's a real step. It's not a, a step that, that you can take to make me feel good. It's a step that you got to take. But when you take this step, God's going to take his steps towards you. And as y'all keep doing this dance, you're going to grow and you're going to learn. So, so if you're feeling like, you know, you want to accept Christ, it's 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 uh it's it's really this man you know you you gotta just ask them you know let them know you know I I know I mentioned this on a show or two before but it's it's personal man it's your words it's you crying out it's you asking the question right I can give you a script but at the end of the day you gotta seek them you gotta ask them and he gonna let you in and he gonna come in and it's gonna be great and it's gonna be hard. And it's going to suck, but you are going to grow and you're going to live. And you're going to understand. And then you're going to get you a raggedy podcast and have cuss and not be prepared and try to give a message. All right, y'all. Love y'all. We'll catch y'all on the next one. But